Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, Scribble. So today, I am going to be talking about what it means to center your life on Christ and to live a godly life. So in doing so, I'm going to be talking about Romans 12. So this past weekend, I went and toured Samford University with my roommate, Sydney. Um, Shout out to you, Sydney. (laughs) But she was looking into Romans 12, and I've always thought of that as such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful verse. But I was like, you know what? That has a lot, a lot of meaning to it. So as I was preparing for this podcast, um, I was like, you know what? That's really good. I think I might talk about that. So you know what? Let's talk about this, okay? All right, so um, I'm going to start off with saying that when when we t- before we were saved, right? Before you were saved, you had your old ways. And then after you were saved, you have your new ways, right? So the old ways are oftentimes portrayed in everyday life. You know, we have people who are not saved by Christ. That's really sad, but it's our job as Christians to reach those and help those that are, you know, not not believers and to show them the love of God, emphasis on the love of God, you know. But I just, I think that the world is full of sin. And we know it. I don't think it. I know it. I know that this world is full of sin. But it's up to us to change the way we respond and act to it. So let's talk, let's read Romans 12. I'm going to start off with verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Wow, that's really powerful, isn't it? Let's, let's break that down, shall we? So, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So, basically, the world equals has, like, sin all around it. So, don't try to, you know, live the life of sin. But I think it also means um, there's, like, the theme of, theme of otherness, you know. And I'm learning about that in English, too. So, <laughs> it's, like, the otherness and how um, it made me think that being a Christian... You're kind of like an outsider, which is really sad, because you choose to not dress scandalous, you choose to not curse, you choose to live your life for God. And honestly, as a teenage girl, or, you know, teenage guy, if you're listening to this, personally for a teenage girl, it's really hard, because there is that desire to fit in, there's that, there's that conforming that you want to do, you're, you want to conform to the way that people, that the rest of the world is living. You want to be socially accepted. And that's not who we are, you know? And I think there's a quote that comes, that can play into this here, that be yourself because everyone else is taken, right? So honestly, I think the best thing and the most beautiful thing is to live a life for Christ. Because you have so much love and just love to give to others and compassion to give to others that you will make a difference in the lives of others. And I think it just shows how much, you know, confidence you have because you know who you are in the eyes of your father. And, okay, Haven's texting me. Hi, Haven. Um, anyway, um, so I just think that otherness is there. But God says, do not, 
Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Wow. That's again, wow. Like ah, so awesome. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So God is going to change you and he's going to make you see, "Oh, you know what? I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I want to dress like that." And you know what? I think the more you get to know God and you dive into his word and get to know him better, you will become more like him. And you will become, you will be able to see his will for you and you will be able to, you, you're, you'll be able to be on like the same page, if that makes sense, you know? So I, I think that falls into the next line, which is then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so I'm going to read kind of like, so let's see what it says. It's kind of like, um, dive deeper into it sort of thing. Let's read, let's read what it says here. Okay. Um, God has good, pleasing, and perfect plans for his children. He wants us to be transformed people with renewed minds, living to honor and obey him. Because he wants only what is best for us, and because he gave us his son to make our new life possible, we should joyfully give ourselves as living sacrifices for his service. Paul warned Christians, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world that are usually selfish and often corrupting. Wise Christians decide that much, that, that much worldly behavior is off limits for them. All right, so that means, remember, don't dress like that, you know, don't curse like that. That's, you know, the more you get to read your Bible, it's kind of like the thing you get to know. Um, where was I? Our refusal to conform to this world's values, however, must go even deeper than just behavior and customs into a new person by changing the way you think. It is possible to avoid most worldly customs and still be proud, covetous, self selfish, stubborn, and arrogant. Only when the Holy Spirit renews, re-educates, and redirects our minds are we truly transformed. Wow. Isn't that just great? Um, and I think that goes into, you know, verse three here, um, where it says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body we are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So, I'm going to read to you what that says down here. But another thing is, I'm going to, I'm most likely going to, hi Truffles, sorry, Truffles is deciding to squeak at us. <laughs> um, I'm going to dive into being self-confident and loving who you are, because you know what, God created you be perfect and I'm going to I'm going to underline this so I can remember but um one second awesome okay let's read what it says down here healthy self-esteem is important because some of us think too little of ourselves on the other hand some of us overestimate ourselves the key to an honest and accurate self-evaluation is knowing the basis of our self of our self-worth our identity in christ apart from him we aren't capable of very much by eternal standards of in him we are valuable and capable of worthy service evaluating 
yourself by the worldly standards of success and achievement can cause you to think too much about your worth in the eyes of others and thus miss your true value in God's eyes. Now, I'm not going to go into that deep, that deeply right now, but I think that goes into what it says about um, how it's possible to avoid most worldly customs, still be proud, covetous, selfish, stubborn, and arrogant. But I think that, you know, we are... There is a difference between being humble and being and being arrogant, you know? So I'm going to go into that in a little bit later, but let's continue on with our reading here. Um, I think there's another part of Romans 12, verse 9, that says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Wow. And that also kind of, you know, that kind of goes along with our theme of Valentine's Day. That was a few days ago. But um, I think that's, that's a way that we can live our life for Christ. I'm going to, I'm going to write all these down. Oh my goodness. I'm coming up with some good ideas. Right, Truffles? We're coming up with some good ideas. Truffles is my cat, as you probably know. And she's here with me right now. But, oh, look at that. Importance of being yourself. And what did I just say? Hmm... I'll think of it. I'll, I'll listen to this and write it down. Oopsies. Forgot. Anyway. <laughs> Let me write down Romans real quick. Sorry, friends. Okay. We're going to come back to Romans 12 for another day. But <laughs> I just wanted to talk about what it means, again, to center your life on Christ. So when we're transformed, how do we center our life on Christ? You know, how do we live the life that Christ wants us to do? So I came up with this analogy. When I was, I was listening to a podcast, not a podcast, maybe it was like a sermon message, I'm not really sure, and I, don't, I forgot who it was by, but it's called Single, Dating, Engaged, and Married, and um, it talks about, you know, how we should be focusing on the Lord in everything we do, and instead of, in my case, don't focus on guys, focus on Jesus, and um, I think that's really important because when you're single, like I'm single, I'm loving it because you know what? It gives me time to focus on doing God's work and it gives me time to grow in who I am and just become closer to God because this is the the relationship I have with Christ is so important to me and it's what I want and I want that over anything else, you know? And I want to please God. I want to show him the love I have for him. And I think it's kind of like pottery, you know? In order, and I'm going to read this to you, in order for the bowl to end up well, well, firstly, firstly, is that even a word? I don't even know. <laughs> if you know pottery, okay, you know that in order for anything you do on the wheel to be, like, good and functional and useful, it has to be centered first. And you know what? I did, I had a ceramics class last year, and let me just tell you, it was not good. I it was awful. I tried to do the wheel and it didn't work. And <laughs> oh boy, like I would add too much water here when it didn't need it. I would push too hard and when it wouldn't work. And I think that was kind of came, kind of like an analogy or metaphor into you know how we try to shape our lives into what we want instead of what God wants. And we try to say, okay, okay, no, 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 God, I'm gonna add a little bit more water here. And God's like, no, I know the perfect amount of water that you need. Um, and we're like, oh, let me just add some more pressure. Let me see if that works, you know. I got this. We can do this. But really, we don't got it, you know. 
So I think that's interesting how pottery is such a good analogy into how we, into like our lives around with Christ. So anyway, you got to center your bowl first or whatever you're making. You got to center your ball of clay first in order for it to be good. So I'm going to read it for you. Um, in order for the bowl to end up well and run smoothly, you must first center it. If you don't, then it will be completely off and unbalanced as well as a disaster. And that goes on to saying that you need to center your life on Jesus and your and like everything you do have it be centered on Jesus and God before moving on to the next step. You know what I mean? And so if you're thinking about like a relationship, center your life on God and center your relationship with God and potentially like if you're going with like your relationship with someone else, center that on God. Hey, Truffles. Hmm, she's annoying. Um, then God will be in that. God will be in that relationship. God will be in what you do. God will be at the forefront. He'll be at the center of everything you do. And let me just tell you, that is so, so, so important. Okay? Because without God in the, in, the, in something, uh, from firsthand experience, it does not go well. Okay? I've tried that whole route of, oh, no, no, I got this. Or I just forget that, oh, I need to put God in this situation here, and uh, it just does, it just doesn't go well. But if you center your life on Christ, then your pottery, okay, truffles, stop it. Okay, if, so if you strive to center your life or your pottery and clay on the God first before changing into something else, which is, you know, you take your ball of clay, center it first, that's like your, you know, like your core. And then you're going to change it to like a bowl or a plate, you know, since before you go on to something else or before you achieve other things or before you try to take on something else, be sure to center your life on Christ. And if you are even the slightest bit off, it won't work. So solidify the center first. And um, I did a little analogy thing like a few days ago about like ice. And it was about how... It also goes along with like patience where if you know you put like ice in the you know those little old tiny little ice containers that you you know put in the freezer with water in them and they you know will freeze and you know over time you have to like wait a while for like you know ice but it goes along with this if you are if you are not patient and if you're trying to rush into something without solidifying first your life on Christ then just like ice stop biting that please thank you then if you, oh, thanks, Truffles. You made me mess up what I was saying. It's okay. I still love you. Um, <laughs> so if you are not patient and you, if you are not trying, if you are not fully solidifying your life with Christ and you're trying to move on to the next thing, you're like, okay, yep, let's go. Keep moving. Woo. And just like, you know, if you try, you try to pull the ice out of the freezer and you're not patient and you're, you're ready to go and God's over here like, mm, sis, we ain't ready to go yet. And you're going to find that your ice is half frozen. You're going to find that you're half ready. You're going to find that you're not fully there. You're going to find that you're not fully ready for what God has prepared for you. Truffles is eating my notebook. She just ripped a sticky note off. What are you doing? Oh boy. Anyway, so stop. Oh my, okay, you got the sticky note. Are you done? Okay, well, we have sticky notes over here. Alrighty, but 
anyway, so you should center your life on Christ and aim to just center it first before doing anything else. And um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. I'm going to read to you guys Ephesians 4.20. It kind of, these are just some follow-up verses that kind of go along with that. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. So let me go back and let me go back and read what it says before that. I've got to have some context here. Um, so it's about it's called living as children of light. So with the Lord's authority, I say this: live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Bless you. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. That's not what we learned about Christ, you know? Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and put, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So when you decide to give your life to Christ, you, can't, you have to put aside all of your old ways and all your old habits and old past and take on and put on the coat of God and take it on please don't sit on my bible oh boy um and just you have you can't go back to your old ways you know and it's I know it's really hard not to especially when you're a new little Christian app going out into the world it's so hard to not give in to Satan's tactics and um I think Ephesians oh I would tell you what it is I think it's Ephesians 6 hey truffles please can I look at this thank you ma'am oh boy Ephesians 6 um verse 11 put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firmly against all the strategies of the devil yeah, stop eating that, please. Oh my gosh, she's eating my Bible. You need to leave now. Thank you. Oh boy. So, Gina, I forgot what I was going to say. Tra- don't, don't drink my water. Get out of that, please. This is, it's like having a toddler, friends. It's like having a toddler, and she's about to knock it over. Oh boy. Okay, no more water for you, ma'am. Truffles likes this thing called tub time. And, oh boy, yep, she heard me. Where she likes to jump into the tub and play with water really really weird cat I know but anyway back to what I was saying about how um anyway but how like you when you turn from your old life to your new life you put on a full coat of armor so that you are able to stand against the strategies of the devil and I, I believe in you guys if you guys are new Christians I believe in you you got this stay with God and you guys are going to prosper so much more than you've ever even imagined and I'm excited for you guys so yep this is my podcast um just a little reminder that you are loved okay you are loved by God you are loved by so many people and I know times like these are hard I know people say these are unprecedented times but really they are um we don't know what's around the corner just like in 
our life, our journey with walk with God. We don't know what's around the corner, you know. We do not know what is to come and stuff like that. Um, or, uh, all right, great. So I'm coming up with some good podcast ideas. But you know what? You guys are doing awesome. I'm proud of you guys. And keep up the good work and keep following God. And you know what? I'm here for you guys. If you guys ever need anything, hit me up. I got y'all. Um, I'm always there to help y'all. And you know what? I'm going to be praying for you guys. So let's close in prayer. Let us pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear God, I thank you for these wonderful, wonderful people listening. I thank you for the opportunity you have given me to share your word with them. And I thank you for the analogy of pottery and how we should center our lives on you, God, and how we should how we, how we should the learn, earn, yearn, yearn, that's the word, yearn to live more like you and to take on a life that's godly and I pray that these listeners will have a great day, a great week, and that you will bless them and help them with their walk in faith. And God, I thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. I love y'all. I will see you guys or talk to you guys in the next podcast.